Gals, I'm Brian. And I'm Brad. And this is, uh, this is, it's been so long, I don't know how to intro this. <laughs> but today we're doing a special episode, uh, it's, you saw, it's a combo of Shazam and Black Adam, and since my thoughts can probably be summed up as Shazam, actually interesting, not very, not super beautiful. Uh, Black Adam, super, super beautiful. Not super interesting. <laughs> oh, come on. It's not that bad. <laughs> I watched it again last night in Shazam the day before, and having them back-to-back with me knowing what I'm getting into was just, yes, why does Black Adam do literally anything he does in the movie? He's, he's, he just, he's just doing stuff to do stuff, but I don't, but I don't know what his why is, you know? <laughs> Like, why? Why does he say Shazam? Oh. Uh, Whereas Shazam, it's like, I get the character motivations. I get where all, what, 12, 10 people, the full family is coming from, even if they don't get a lot of screen time. Whereas I still don't know what the Disney princess lady's name was in Black Adam, as I call her, because she wasn't given enough besides her exposition for me to actually glom onto her at all uh and noah whatever his name is from netflix i only connected with him in that much because i've seen amanda the jedi make fun of his netflix movies <laughs> to know him and his character almost almost equally was given very little for me i was only saying that to say I'm interested in what Brad has to say. Let's listen. Let's let Brad lead. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. Shazam. I've never seen it before until till um. Actually, I was on a on a vacation flight. Um. So I saw it on a plane. Um. It was it was, it was pretty solid. I mean, I I we're still in the spoiler free section, so I. Oh. Uh. uh let's not do a spoiler free. Or unless you want to, because these are these have been out, and also, I wouldn't recommend if you haven't seen Black Adam already to see Black Adam. So that's a movie <laughs> I'm okay spoiling for you. It's on HBO Max, and I don't know where Shazam is. I own it, so yeah, I, uh, I now own a copy of it too. So, but you could probably um, find it both on HBO Max or something similar. So if you haven't, get out of here. Go that community gift of go go go. <laughs> <laughs> and but, then if you then if you just skip yeah. ahead for forty five minutes, it's like the community gift of where Troy comes back with a pizza and everything's on fire. They're <laughs> <laughs> just looking at the troll. <laughs> <laughs> the dice rolled a six. <laughs> We're in trouble now. I was literally talking about that very episode earlier today. <laughs> Love that episode. That episode's so good. There's mm-hmm. there's two of them, but that's. The second one, then like the later seasons. Yeah. Pretty soon there'll be a movie. We can talk about that. Yes. Possibly with one half of the X-Files accidentally added. Blissfully. Nice. <laughs> nice. Oh, be- because uh, her name's Jillian, right? She was accidentally tagged by Joel McHale instead of Jillian Jacobs. Or Jillian. <laughs> uh, and she was like, well, I'm not in the movie, but you know, I could be. <laughs> I'm just that's like, true. if that's how she gets in it. What a community way to get a uh, legend. I, I haven't seen anything. I just know that there's a movie being made, um, yeah. so I know nothing about it. Is um, Troy going to be in? 
I don't know. They they Cause, haven't cause... been able to announce everybody, but they've made it clear they're trying. The or some people may have already agreed, but just legally because they haven't put ink to paper, they haven't announced it. Yeah, makes sense. Um, because obviously, I mean, spoiler for a TV show that's really good, and you should probably go watch anyway. He's not in the later seasons. I assume is because he was working on his comedy stuff. Um, and also his music career. I mean, he's he's a very talented individual, and I'm drawing a blank on what his actual name is because I'm thinking of Travis Gambino in my head, but I know that's not his actual Donald, name. Donald, Donald Glover, Glover, and and this was a few years or a couple years before Atlanta started. He said he wanted to leave because he didn't. He he wanted to put more focus on things that he could put his hands on in every way like music i assume definitely by now i assume atlanta so and that you know that's totally fair he didn't he didn't uh you know i I don't want to i don't want to shit too much because he did come back for a cameo but he didn't chevy chase it where he's just like yeah i'm done (laughs) um you know, he came back, and I, I love. At, at least they half did his kind of. They they did his exit okay. Troy's exit yeah. I like better because I mean it was just it fit to the show a lot better. But having um, I forgot what Chevy Chase's character name was in the show. Pierce. Um, having his exit, yeah. Um, having his exit was a little bit better. Um, well, Troy's exit was better, but his is pretty good exit. Um, yeah, they, knowing that he's leaving. Yeah, they the did the. Leaving. Yeah, the season four, I think, suffered a few episodes because he already left and they had to scramble. But, you know, everyone hates season four, you know, even though I think it has some good spots. Um, But, yeah, especially because we'll always have the joke since Donald Glover did five episodes before he left and (laughs) and he was down to insult Zach Braff during the, uh, I think it was the gifting of... uh, I don't want to spoil Pierce's end or writing out the story too much, but when he gifts everybody stuff, I think they make a joke about Zach Braff only being in six episodes of the last season of Scrubs yes. and Donald Glover, Troy goes, how could he? Does he know what Scrubs did for him? <laughs> and I love the meta nature of that. Like that's part of your exit is willingly or going along with an insult kind of directed at you, but it's tongue in cheek and I assume made with love. <laughs> and especially yeah. since he came back for the script readings, that gives me a lot of hope. Uh, that that tells me that there's still a family in in at least spirit, if not on a call sheet. But yeah, <laughs> I, I so want to use this as an opportunity to just say, but let's go to the most interesting topic of Black Adam. No, I'm I not was, going I w- to. <laughs> I was I was trying to find a um. A way back. A way back, but I just could not think of it. And then you started cutting me off. I'm like, no, I, I, I gotta find one. Um, <laughs> and Shazam, we're back to here. Um, so, <laughs> boom. Uh, so, like a lightning we'll just, bolt, boom. Boom. Or some yellow pigment on your chest in a black suit. Um, that's kind of resembles a shape. Um, I would say, because we're, we're, before going off on that weird tangent of a uh, way better show, um, I don't think Black Adam was that bad. I think it has some th- some areas to improve on. I think it's 
probably one of Dwayne Johnson's better roles lately. Um, I think it fits him as a character. I think his, he's molded to that character. Um, I think Pierce Brosnan did a wonderful job. I think, was it Hawkman? Falcon Man? Not Falcon, because that's Hawkman. Um, I think he did a really good job. Uh, I'm trying to remember because he's in a bunch of other movies too. He's in some other bigger movies. Um, I'll look at that. But I think he yeah. did a really good job. Um, I didn't. The Henry Henry Winkler cameo was weird, and talking about how old his suit is, but he's got some like generic superhero suit that's just super generic and kind of and modern. Modern, looking. yeah. I heard that complaint. I was too distracted with everything else to even get to criticize the suit. Uh, the person who plays Hawkman, though, was amazing. Uh, yes. I've never. I don't know that I, how much I've seen him in other stuff. Personally, you, but you Aldous t- Hodge, and you I'll look other things. You, def- you definitely have because I know there's something. Um, the Invisible Man. If that's uh, Str- Straight Outta Compton, he was in. There was there was something else. I never saw Straight Outta Compton. Yeah, he's in The Invisible Man. That excellent. Big Mama's House. A, right, he was a basically background of Big Mama's House. I'll tell you if I've seen him in anything. He's been in the blacklist, but I only saw the first season and a half of that, so I don't know. Uh, but I mean, I I can almost completely. Yeah, he's not in a lot of stuff I've seen. I've seen Happy Feet, but I didn't like the first one. I've, he's been in a lot of TV shows. I'm glad that he's at this level now, because uh, that's good. He's gonna be. He's a freaking movie star, man. Because uh, oh, I think was Honest in... Trailers even pointed out how garbage his dialogue is, but because he's such a good actor, we didn't pick up on it. Like, <laughs> like we're here to achieve global peace, and we will use force if necessary. Objectively a horrible line, but he sold it for me. Um, but I do yeah, want, before we get Friday, too far... Friday Night Lights is what I was thinking of, too. He was in one of the later seasons of Friday Night Lights. Okay, I think I fell off on the last season, but that's great. I, I love I the Friday Night Lights. I think it's at four and five. If I glanced at it right, uh, I do want to say I almost, with respect, I almost I, completely disagree with everything you said about a Dwayne Johnson uh, and this role. Uh, I feel like he made the role what he wanted it to be for his tastes, but I, at least from a, I've learned from people who know the comics better. It feels like he did not portray this character at all faithfully. Um, every time he kills, it is beyond justified and not... I mean, there's the part where he electrifies someone into their skeleton, but it's so CG, it doesn't feel brutal. You know, there's a way to make pre- PG-13 films feel brutal. I just watched Megan. I didn't know that it was PG-13 while I was watching it. And those PG-13 after, once it was revealed to me that it was PG-13, some stuff made sense, but it felt brutal. And there's not a moment I can remember that really felt brutal in this film. And he's... So, do you want to hear something funny about this? Because you're we're on PG-13, right? So sure. I just picked up this movie from Best Buy. I grabbed another movie. It was Radar. 
And so when they scan the first movie, good. Scan the second movie, he's ready to R. He's like, and the, the guy at the cash register was like, are you old enough to see this movie? The movie was Planes, Trains, and Automobiles with Steve Martin <laughs> and, and John That's Candy. R-rated? That is I don't R-rated even remember. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Considering no, the Titanic. No gore. Yeah, nothing. What? I was like, you got to be kidding me. Well, if you say the F word twice, it's automatically an R rating. Uh, that's yeah, why I mean, the King's speech is R rated because he says the F word like nine times in one scene, even though that movie is pretty inoffensive, uh, especially compared to his later works like Cats. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> boom. <laughs> Lightning boom. <laughs> um, but really, especially putting them back to back, it was so clear to me what he tried cribbing from the first Shazam as well. And almost completely failed. Like the dynamic between Shazam and uh, the young gentleman who's also in the foster home. I forget his name. Um, the, the crippled kid. Yes. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't know the one. I don't know how to say that without. I guess. Yeah. Being... Yeah. I use. Yeah. I. You said it in. I think a respectful way. He is crippled, and he is a kid. Uh, you didn't say creepy boy or something, Yeah, I guess, right? which well, I don't know what TV show. Yeah. He, he has a crutch. Um, but like that, he so clearly wanted to replicate that, but it doesn't work because we don't know anything about black Adam. We don't connect with him. He doesn't open up. He doesn't, I mean, the most substantive conversation he has with him, with the boy are, well, I guess two things. One, the boy strokes his ego with no evidence. Immediately. I think I've told you this in, in some other podcast, but like, you're more stacked than everybody. My mom said you killed some people, and I'm like, that's not more stacked than Superman. Um, Superman can kill a bunch of people. He did in Man of Steel. Um, he's dad. I mean, he's powerful. That's fine. But immediately jumping to, you're more stacked than Superman, Aquaman, The Flash, Wonder Woman. But all I've really seen of you is you're sleeping in my bed, and you haven't even crashed through my bed wall, which doesn't also doesn't make sense, because he literally lifts up the boy, and then later decides, I'm not going to lift up the boy again, or just shoulder check him. On the way to the door, I'm going to smash through this and then float down the hall very slowly so that he can have the second uh, substantive conversation is, you need a catchphrase. What? Actually, that was surprising. Look, for for all the political messaging and stuff, and it's good messaging, I think it's, it's uh, there might be an argument for it being very... Uh, lazily put in in some cases there might be an argument i'm not making that argument right now (laughs) but uh, because i want to point out that the boys almost like first one of the first conversations you wants to have with him is yo but we got a capitalism you (laughs) what else are you gonna do your family's dead your friends are dead we gotta get those lunchbox money doc it's just like It's like, how do you take a kid who's supposed to be super woke, like that's his that's his position. He's supposed to be very mature for his age, know about all the political uh, political wrongdoing in his area, presumably learning from his mom. That's good, cool. All right, that tracks. 
And then immediately he's like, we got a merchandise, though. It's like... Yeah, but the kid, if you look in his, in his room, is very um, understanding of the superheroes because his whole yeah. thing, his whole room was the Justice League. Yeah. Um, I think he, uh, Black Adam crashed or punched through everything except for Superman, I think it was. There's one, there was one of the everything Avengers that Everything Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman? Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, in a in a weird way, if you want to get super cynical about it, I'm not saying anyone has to, his desire to not be sexist towards a woman makes him sexist by making her the only one not worthy of him shitting on. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to go oh, super boy. hard with your... I mean, technically, you know, like like not treating everyone equal. Actually, I remember having a friend, I was joking how I really like flirting heavily with my guy friends because i'm straight uh the ones that i've flirted with previously as far as they've shared with me i don't know uh they're straight so i find it super funny because no we're not gonna have sex (laughs) it's just (laughs) it's just a a variation of jokes i can make to them like hey what's up you know i want to make out (laughs) like that's funny (laughs) and she was arguing with me that because i said and I'm never going to do that with my female friends because it could be misunderstood. That's where I was coming from. And she's like, no, you need to do that to me too because equal, and she was right. She's technically right. But I was like, nope, I'm still, that's my rule. Uh, if it can be misunderstood on accident and accidentally uh, be con- misconstrued as, uh, accidentally misconstrued, <laughs> uh, misconstrued as sexual harassment, I'm not going to do that. So, um, it technically could be sexual harassment against uh, another male too. I mean, just yeah. putting that out there, but I, yes. I don't know. I think that's a guy thing. I think a lot of guys do that. Um, or like intentional, yeah. in, like intentional sexual harassment. Like, yes, I've had a guy friend who's like, I don't like that, that kind of joke. And I'm like, okie dokie, no more jokes because you've told me, but from an outside perspective, like this is, that friend is like the most mouth, mouth. <laughs> and he, he he's he's straight, but he also exudes it a lot. Uh, whatever. I I respect the boundaries of my friends, but yes, from like I would say, I don't probably cut some of that. Oh wait, I don't know <laughs> this. Whatever. That's all I was saying is in a weird way, he kind of was a little sexist by not equally shitty and besides his electricity was supposed to be accidentally hitting all those things even though we know he was like yeah for the sequel i want to cuck superman so like let's uh let's let's uh lay that groundwork now yeah um technically so i i don't know much about the comic books um between shazam and black adam for me, the movies are very similar, which is why I kind of want to talk about them together because they're kind of, they got their powers pretty much from the same way. Um, with Black Adam being an anti-hero, um, and then Shazam being an actual hero, I guess. Um, so he doesn't necessarily have to do good things. He coincidentally does good things because it it appeases Black Adam, um, but he doesn't necessarily need to do good things since he's an anti-hero. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just kind of splitting hairs, but. But that's the thing. Like, I wanted him to do a 
potentially um, just gray things. Like if he started with, uh, I don't, where he wakes up and then the boy tells him, or he says something like, I don't know, the, the boy brings attention to the fact that they're in occupied territory and they're still under rule of an unjust king or some or something like that, you know, a surrogate for a king. If he just immediately smashed through that window and went and killed everybody who was oppressing the place, like he does in the flashback, and then it brings the Justice Society, bing, bang, boom. We're at the same spot. We see that Black Adam is willing at the drop of a hat to do something completely brutal. It is justified. So Dwayne Johnson still wins, you know, he shows that it's justified. <laughs> But then, after that total amount of power has been taken away and he sees himself as the new ruler, Just Society comes in, let him get some opportunity of growth, thinking that, you know, realizing that he's not always completely correct and that maybe it should be up to the people more than just one person. Now you've got your Victor Von Doom type. Uh, I'm just using information that I've heard, so please, anybody who really knows the Black Adam lore and hates Marvel DC comparisons, I'm just trying to... <laughs> yeah. But, but um, from what I've been told, he's kind. they're kind of similar, as in they have their own uh, fic- fictional country that they rule. Uh, from an outside perspective, it seems unfair, but I see that Dwayne Johnson wants to make Black Adam less of a villain and more of a hero yeah i mean it's i mean i can i can see both ways um i mean in my mind he's like an anti-hero he does good things but not necessarily for good reasons i mean the real reason he wanted to kill that guy was because he found out that it was you know his the old king's great 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 whatever um, the lineage was the same. I mean, that's not why he wanted to kill him, right? He it's because the guy took the boy, right? Am I wrong? Well, killed killed his son. How I forgot how that all worked because they they did that twist in the middle of the movie or towards the end of the movie when we thought it was the kid, but it turned out to be the kid's dad. The kid's dad dies because he saves his son and gives the powers to his son. Right? Is that how that all worked? All right, so I might be getting confused about which era you you were talking about. So just to re- quickly recap, yeah, in the bat, in the flashback, his son became the hero. Uh, he became the Shazam or whatever the champion gave the powers to him to save his life temporarily. The king used that opportunity to kill the champion, and then as revenge, he killed the the king. At that point, was imprisoned by the wizards, and then in the modern day, he went after the guy who was descended from him but as far as i could tell he only went after that guy because he killed or he kidnapped amon the the boy is that his name uh yeah and he he was just there to save the boy he never at any point was like crimes of the father great 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 grandfather <laughs> crimes of the great great grandson um <laughs> But he, but the great 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 grandson was set on avenging his lint or going 
gaining his seat back, his seat of power back in the country. Yeah. But I think Dwayne, I think obviously he's the star of this movie, but I think somebody who really kind of stole the show on this, um, I think for me was Pierce Brosnan. I know slightly biased being a James Bond fan, um, and Pierce Brosnan being a fantastic James Bond. But, um, I think he really kind of steals the show with how, um, was it Dr. Fate or whatever? Um, just the way he portrayed that character just seemed very interesting. Again, not knowing the comic books for any one of these characters. Um, but I think it was, it drew me into the movie. It kept me, it kept me there. Um, cause the rock would have got old pretty fast without all these side characters. Um, Hawkman, <laughs> um, Dr. Fate, Adam Smasher couldn't care less. He could completely not be in the movie and I probably wouldn't know. But, um, those two, I think, but I think, um, Pierce Brosnan put on one, one ter- terrific, tremendous, you know, award-winning performance to save that movie from dying <laughs> yeah, very but, fast. But if I can just throw one time, I know I've been very nice to this movie, totally, but can I? No, I'm str- <laughs> but if I can insult one more thing about it, the marketing. Oh my gosh. The first thing I ever saw about it, I think, like really, besides the first trailer that showed that totally invented, or not invented, but completely cut scene where he like crashes a jet not in the movie um and, was, and the, the color hue was like yellowed everything was in a yellow hue and then they, they removed that uh but it was when pierce brosnan was on a talk show probably jimmy kimmel or some shit like that and the clip they sent with him was the clip where he tells hawkman he's gonna die and i say it's so stupid because it took me it Less than two brain cells to be like, okay, Hawkman's not dying. He's sacrificing himself. Yeah. There's even a scene either earlier or later that I saw last night that would have been perfect and was talking about stuff that would have been very tantalizing, but it would not have. It just wouldn't have said, hey, one of our characters is going to die, which makes anyone who's watched five of these movies say, oh, well, you're telling me. So that's not yeah. going to happen. Yeah. It was just, how did you choose such a stupid clip? Also, the other scene, I'm not remembering it off the top of my head. The other scene was even more interesting. <laughs> so <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't like they were ah, at a loss for content to share. Yeah. I mean, they could have used like the car scene and then cut that, the car scene where he's like envisioning everything by holding the helmet <laughs> and then cu- cut that with him fighting later as... um dr fade or whatever you could have did that you could have did it without saying that um yeah and you could have left that surprise up to the end of you know you're you're gonna i'm doing all this because i know you're gonna die um you could have left that at the end and it would have been i wouldn't say a surprise but we would probably would have had a clue that somebody was gonna get sacrificed or die but then at least that would have prolonged that to the end of the movie and you're like oh okay he's doing he did all of this stuff because He's trying not to let this happen, but yeah, I don't know. If you want your kids to have good lessons, show them put some boots to the last wish. <laughs> like, like I was going through my head and thinking, this is the first time. Like, I know Dwayne Johnson makes movies with math, as in 
This character will bring this audience. This character will bring this audience. This will be the, you know, when I saw his Jumanji, Jumanji 2, Welcome to the Jungle, his first one. Um, and they say that because Robin Williams did the first one. Uh, I saw it and I was like, this is a perfect four quadrant film. I can see how it relates to everybody and everybody can enjoy it. Good job. So, like, that's always been a part of it. I've seen Skyscraper as being, uh, you know, diehard PG-13, marketed towards the Chinese audience to get China's box office. Got it. That's that. This is the one where it just so smacks me in the face. Like, ah, this is the math. This is the math. We want the teeny boppers who want horrible romance for with the Noah guy from Netflix. We want teeny boppers who like Disney princesses. Uh, we want middle-aged women who want strong uh, maternal figures shown in their movies. That's This is all great stuff. I'm not shitting on it. Uh, we want young boys to see themselves as, you know, uh, Amon. Uh, we want <laughs> not the older generations, fans of Pierce Brosnan to come. We want Hawkman, great, strong character who is a person of color, and we want the wrestling and the, the hardcore fans of The Rock. And it just... You could have had all this math in it, and as long as you pumped enough character into each person to make me forget, you know, like, I'm sure... Uh, what is it? Puss in Boots, The Last Wish did a lot of that. Or all big movies do a lot of that. It's just actually giving enough character to make it worth it. That Maybe, right? And here's my theory on this. So that's your, that's your theory. My theory is he's looking at he's looking at the resume of Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was like, all right, you were in this kind of movie. I need to I need to do like children's movies. Like, um, I need to do a Christmas movie. I don't think he's done a Christmas movie yet, but he's, that's on his list. He's like, oh, Terminator. How can I compete with Terminator? Well, why don't I come back from the past and do Black Adam? Come back from the past to save the future. <laughs> so yeah. I think this is like his This is his list. This is like, all right, Arnold Schwarzenegger did this. I need to do this. And that was, this was him checking out the box of like Terminator 1. Yeah. And, and I was also- hoping to get a Terminator 2, but he's not going to get there. And I also know he explicitly has modeled a lot of his career after Will Smith's because there's footage of him talking to a talent agency, like putting on a presentation and saying, now I like what y'all did with Will Smith, but with respect, I want to do his career, but better. And uh, I guess you could argue that he might have done it better, but also Will Smith's is another career that seems deliberately you know what I will insult him because he seemed like a a child at the Golden Globes or whatever that was Uh, it seems deliberately mediocre like he's able to do these uh, more substantial films and I like iRobot like that I think is the best Will Smith blockbuster movie uh, of all time but he can do these deep acting roles and he's so talented. So is Dwayne Johnson. I know Lon Harris from Screen Junkie said, felt like he was 
reading my thoughts. It was like, Dwayne Johnson's a good actor. He's a really good actor. I love him in Faster. I've seen him in uh, that movie from the Donnie Darko director. I forget uh, what it's called. Uh, but he he plays a remarkable character there, very different than what he normally does. He was in Be Cool, which is the PG-13 sequel to Get Shorty. People may not like the film completely compared to Get Shorty, but he plays another remarkably different character. I thought he did a good job in The Tooth Fairy, which is, you know, it's one of those kids' films where it seems like every wrestler has to do on their journey to, you know, Dave Bautista's done something similar, uh, John Cena, you know. That's just something that happens. He even did a good job in there. But he's just so dead set on making every character his persona, or it feels like that, like Hobbs and Shaw. Watch <laughs> Fast Five and then go to Hobbs and Shaw and try to justify that they're the same character. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, he starts with, stay the fuck out of my way. <laughs> you know, he gets the F word in that PG-13 film to, it's my with my daughter and I'm super feminist she can climb this mountain if she likes but also I put in my contract that if Jason Statham gets to kiss a pretty lady I get to kiss a pretty lady too because both gotta look like we were, were worthy of kissing pretty ladies for our brand um it just I don't know it's his life it shouldn't affect me like that but it's just depressed I don't know it gets it's like what do you care about right I want to know. Yeah. Uh, it took wow. me a long time to even empathize with him over the whole candy ass uh, Fast and Furious thing because I think the first time he sounded like a human in an interview was like a year ago. And everything else was either calling someone a candy ass or seeming some like. Kind of beef. Yeah. Or seemed like it was premeditated, prepackaged how he was talking about it. The deep moments he sounded like he was just talking like a real human being i was like man that must suck that sucks that you're in that position it so rarely feels like he's being a human uh that sounded so mean i hope everyone understands and now i'll shut up for 30 minutes <laughs> <laughs> um so to compare this movie to shazam um they get and this is why I wanted to kind of put them together. They they get their powers in basically the same way yeah. through the same council of wizards. Um, Black Adam gets to see all of them, right? The beginning and Shazam just gets to see the one. And that makes um, sense based on the story yeah. in Shazam too. But, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think it's, and when I was watching Shazam, I was like, cause I saw Black Adam first, then Shazam. I thought it was like weird seeing the same council gave the same powers to the two, two, two different people, uh, two different champions like that. Um, yeah, it just felt it, it, it felt wrong. But then from that point on, the movies went in completely different directions. Um, I think Shazam is a pretty funny, a kind of underrated, um, superhero movie. I know it falls into DC. So a lot of most of the DC brand is a little bit on the darker side. Um, where Marvel is a little bit more on the lighter side. They have like Daredevil and Punisher, but that's kind of like their it for dark side, really. Yeah. Where um, all the Blade, Batman stuff. Blade. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, they haven't done anything with that IP in like 12 years now. Oh, Mahershala Ali is Blade. 
he his voice was at the end of Eternals, and they're making a Blade movie or show. I forget. Yeah, maybe that doesn't get no. canceled somewhere along the way. I mean, Marvel doesn't cancel shit <laughs> <laughs> except for Inhumans, and that was because Ike Perlmutter was like, "You unseated me." Kevin Feige, I'm bringing it to television to really do it justice. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, cool. I guess they're going to do a Blade movie in the next 10 years. Um, no, I mean, seriously. No, I mean, do, at the this was like five years ago they brought Mahershala. After he won, or no, it wasn't five years ago, but after he won his Oscar for Green Book, the movie that uh, the year I thought Blindspotting should have won Best Picture, but it didn't even get nominated. But in all fairness, Green Book did solve racism by having a white person teach a black person how to eat fried chicken when they always knew in real life. Um. Anyway, he oh, took his Oscar. He took his Oscar and like basically dropped it on the table. Or <laughs> if you watch Silicon Valley, he basically took out his balls and dropped it on the table. He's like, I'm Blade now. <laughs> and Kevin Feige was like, yes. <laughs> um, um, yeah, 2024 is the estimated date. And I guess it's got Kit Harrington in it too. Yeah. Because they're Good doing like John a Snow. Marvel Knights thing, which is was the more mature brand of Marvel comics, apparently. And I do want to not make it one-sided. Shazam, uh, I've seen pointed out, it has the very fair criticism that Billy Batson the child and Billy Batson as Shazam, they don't seem to be the same character. No, <laughs> not even a little at bit. All. So I want to be fair. There are It's not perfect. It's just it, I would much it, rather have a Shazam movie than a Black Adam movie. It's not as beautiful visually, but... Yeah, I mean, I can see they're, they're definitely not the same character, but I can kind of see some of it being, you know... He is kind of a timid kid that got beat up quite a bit. Um, had to tried to stand up for certain things. Um, was trying to run from his life basically, and then now all of a sudden you're big, bad, bulky, have all these superpowers. Now you're confident. Um, but yeah, they're still not the same person. Um, it doesn't feel like they're the same person. But I think out outside of that criticism, I think all the other criticisms are criticisms of that movie are pretty minor. Um. I still don't think it's like a. I still don't think it's like a top tier movie, but I think it's definitely well well under the radar. Definitely underrated compared to a lot of the other superhero movies that get all the attention, like Black Adam, like Batman, like Superman. Um, so I hope the second one does better. Um, but I thought it was funny. I thought it was witty. I thought it was, um, you know, kind of like um what's like 13 going on 30 when they when they do the, like the body yes, switches yes i love 13 going oh 13 going on 30 is when she gets older she doesn't but her not freaky well, friday well yeah well no but they still do like the body switch where all of a sudden the kid becomes old so now they've got all the grown-up things that they can do as a grown-up that they couldn't do as a kid so what's the first thing he does buys beer um like <laughs> like, the first thing like you 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 find a teenage boy 13 14 and you know say all right you're an adult right now you're now at 28 what's the first thing they're gonna do they're gonna go to the store and buy beer like <laughs> <laughs> he went um, into a strip club yeah he went into a strip club twice yeah. <laughs> um so made some jokes about that i mean i thought it was thought it was pretty well done i thought his interaction between him and his uh the the I'm gonna call him brother, his foster brother that he gets along with quite a while, quite a bit. Well, yeah, I had um, that up so that it, 
I'll, I'll find his name. Yeah, so I thought those two interacted really well, both as um, Billy and as Shazam. Um, yeah, I thought I thought it, I thought it was really cool. Freddy, yep. Um, the only thing that I really got confused with was Shazam was at the end of the movie when he separates his powers, or I don't want to se- separate because we don't actually know. He shares his powers to all his fam- family members. That seems like one can float, one can run really fast, one has electricity. The girl, I don't know what she got because she was just kind of getting beaten up. Um, the his the older sister, the one that's like going to college, she just kind of got beat up. She didn't really express powers either way. So I don't know if she got some or not. But I, yeah. I don't. The only thing that confused me was I'm not sure if he just gave the powers of individual things to each person, or if that was just you know they gave him all of his powers or a fraction of his powers to him, and they only only chose to use one. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, I think he very specifically everyone got one of his powers, except it wasn't like Doctor Zavago, where if they get his powers, he loses it. It's more like copy my homework. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and I can confirm that Shazam is on HBO Max, according to Google. Uh, but oh, I should have saved this for you because you like doing it. But would you like to guess the box offices of both? Unless I you haven't looked up? at the box offices of either one. Um, you want me to give you the budgets, their budgets yeah. first? Well, let's let's do the budgets. Um, I'm going with Black Adam. I'm going to say at least $100 million, probably ballpark closer to $200 million is my guess. So I'm, my, my official guess will be $200 million, but For I bet budget? You if I'm, I, for budget. Okay. So Black Adam, it's been reported by TDHR that Black Adam's initial budget was set at $190 million. But that due oh, okay. to larger than expected reshoots, the budget increased to two hundred and sixty million. Oh wow! Okay, I was about to fist pump, like right on the money, but no, I'm pretty far off. Uh, and, well, you know, if they didn't reshoot and throw stuff out, it sounds like then yes, you would be close. Uh, and what do you think Shazam's budget was? Uh, this is 2019. I don't know how much that There's factors in. some CGI, not as much as Black Adam. I'm going to say lo- it's going to be obviously lower, and they're making another movie, which makes me think that it has to be pretty far low, because if they're going to make a second movie, they had to have made money in the first. So I'm going to say closer to 100 million. Exactly 100 million. Oh, nice. So I'll I'm fit, I'll now I'm, myself on that. I'm going to look up Shazam 2's uh, budget, but what do you think their box offices were? Um, Black Adam, I feel did better because uh, the rock pumped it so hard. I'm going to say that was close to 600 million. 392. Oh, wow. But with how hard he pumped that movie, I was assuming that'd be way higher than that. Yeah. Um, um, Shazam, I'm going to say 280. Um, 360, almost, 366.1 million. So Shazam did basically the same as Black Adam with half with a half the budget and or almost a third of the budget and no real stars to speak of besides the main actor from Chuck. Uh Zachary Levi or whatever. Yeah. Like and you know, that's no insult to Zachary Levi. He was in 
two Thor films as Fandral. It was supposed to be in all the Thor films, but Chuck, one of the seasons, got an extension, so he had to drop out. Ironically, he was able to come back in because the person who replaced him was too busy on Once Upon a Time, or whatever that show is called. So they both kind of got their parts as Fandral because the other one <laughs> had a TV show that was too I successful. I feel like the bad guy in Shazam has been in some other things. Oh, Mark Strong. Yeah. Well, what a minute. I mean, he's not uh, Kingsman. A, a lead, but Merlin, Mark Strong, he was also in Green Lantern as a villain. Uh, you know, Jimon Hansu. They're, they're not anyone that Dwayne Johnson would say. Dwayne Johnson would not say any of them are on his level, let's say, <laughs> as leads. So, uh, oh, talented. Yeah. He, yep. Uh, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy, I do remember that. Zero Dark Thirty, sure. I remember that. I mean, I remember him in these movies. Obviously, the King's been Cruella. I don't remember him being in that one. Uh... He's probably her husband or something. Corella's husband. I assume he was a bad guy in that movie. He was in. Uh, oh, 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 yeah. He was. I think he was the assistant, and he wasn't as much of a dick as. Uh, he was the assistant to the motherish person. Anyway, uh, okay. the yeah. the budget for Shazam two with. Helen Mirren and oh god I, I feel very disrespectful for forgetting Helen Mirren and who is the queen who I'm forgetting Lucy Liu my god what do you think that budget is um I'm gonna say they're gonna give um 150 million 125 Okay, I was just going to say if it made triple the budget that I figured they'd give them, <laughs> you know, at least 50 million more to do the next one. Yeah, this uh, this director, he's, I mean, he started on YouTube, David F. Sandberg, and he still does good YouTube videos. Yeah, he's just really good at... They also recast the adult version of the the woman you didn't know what the powers were, and I, I don't remember either. They recast her to let the younger actress play her older part as well. Well, okay. Or not recast. You just said your services are no longer required. How <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peter Saffron did this movie? Who? Peter uh, produced by Peter Saffron. Shazam. Oh, won. oh yeah, yeah. I remember because uh, what is it? Zachary Levi was talking about. Him and James Gunn are probably not going to recast him for <laughs> Shazam because they're his um, friends. And Peter Saffron produced and, Shazam. And we're to get back. We're we'll get back into this topic because there hasn't really been that much updates from the DC reboot ish. Um, we know um, from this move from Black Adam. We know that um, Black Adam's getting recast or not or not going forward at least. Yeah, Dwayne. Jo I don't know how much of this is Dwayne Johnson's spin, but he announced that Seven Buck Cinemas or whatever his producing company is like James Gunn doesn't have any plans for us right now, but we are open. We've we're all on the same page that we're open to discussing future ways that Black Adam can be integrated into this exciting new. De and then he unfollowed uh, Warner Brothers and DC and <laughs> social yeah, media. I mean, I'm, he doesn't so. want to burn a bridge. I'm sure. 
Okay. Um, but I mean, maybe his company helps out on a movie, but doesn't do Black Adam. Yeah, but, I mean, look, I'm um, glad that Black Adam wasn't in the first Shazam movie because they ended up doing a really great job. Apparently, that was an early draft that Dwayne Johnson was like, no, no, <laughs> um, probably because he's needs to be defeated by Shazam. Um, but. Yeah. If it's um, it's weird to say, but it feels like a lot of personal growth. The the fact that Dwayne Johnson would allow himself to be put to sleep for twenty minutes from a bomb, because in his contract he's supposed to never be beat or even hang out for two minutes underneath big guy's fist. That seems or, like growth. Or be it, locked up. Yeah, but he volunteered, Morgan... so like you couldn't yeah. really lock him up because it's his choice. <laughs> but I just if if, so in, if if Dwayne Johnson showed up in Shazam three and was defeated, I would be off this hate train. I'd be like, "All right, we out of this. We're good." Like, I don't know. yeah, I I just don't understand contracts like that. I mean, I don't I don't as a I mean, I can understand like as a pride thing. You never want you want to say you know I've been in all these movies. I've never been beat. Just like in a wrestling ring, I get it. But like it doesn't make for a good movie. Yeah. If your character never suffers a defeat. I get how it could one, I want to say those fast movies, all the way through like seven, especially, were so creative at how they avoided someone losing. Like yeah. going through and seeing how even in fate a bit, you know, every time that uh when Hobbs and Shaw were about to fight, then all the guards come in. Even that did a pretty good job. Fairly good uh, at job at hiding it. But it's that once upon a time in Hollywood thing of when they're telling... Just watch I mean, that today. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but I get where they're coming from, where the producer's telling Leonardo DiCaprio's character that if you show the audience that you keep losing and being the villain, that's what they'll know you as. So they won't see you as a hero and you won't be able to do these more heroic roles. However, that's so outdated because I want variety in the people I'm following. That's why I like Channing Tatum. He can go from being a sexy man candy in Magic Mike to one of the dumbest motherfuckers in 21 and 22 Jump Street, to being su- Danny McBride's gimp boy in This Is The End. Look, it's your fault if you haven't seen that movie. It's not a great movie, but it's the greatest cameo in the history of the world. <laughs> and he can be super, he can, you know, I still want to see him as Gambit. That's a hero role, but I, I want to see him just fuck up in the Jump Street movies so much and poke fun at himself and but that makes for an interesting character and to see like you're saying that's it's outdated i mean look at the marvel movies look at the avengers movies um go up 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 and then they hit the what was i forgot what the the first half the last movie was not endgame the one before it infinity where they infinity war where everything got snapped and they were lost they had lost pretty hard and they left that movie on a loss yeah. So that set up the excitement so much for the next movie saying, you know, I want to see how they come back from this. Obviously, we know they're going to come back from this. This is a superhero movie. The superheroes are going to win at the end. But 
I mean, that left us on such a roller coaster, and it was such a heartbreaking thing, like point where people left the theater crying. Like that makes for a good movie and a good series. Not to see somebody who has to take exactly six punches and has to give out more than six punches, and somebody who can't lose a, a fist fight in a back alley brawl in the beginning of the movie because his contract says he can't do it. Like, yeah. and then so I know. Dumb. I know this was completely motivated by the fact that Dwayne Johnson had commitments with the WWE or whatever, but in Furious 7, when he gets his arm broken, I, we're never going to see that again unless Dwayne Johnson actually stops with his goals. He's never going to have his arm broken again. But even that, which shows vulnerability, which shows an ability for him to be hurt and defeated and whatever, Laying sets up, up a hospital bed. the greatest moment of the film. Oh. Daddy's got to go to work. That is so good. And it wouldn't have been possible if we didn't show a bit of weakness in Dwayne Johnson's Hobbs. And yeah, it just, it just sucks. Just, it just sucks. It makes for an uninteresting movie when stuff like that, when, when it's already written and you already like, because this is such a big ordeal, just like Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel is another person that, Again, in his contract, says it can't be beaten, can't lose, whatever. It has to take the exact same amount of punches. As, and that's why, you know, The Rock is famously not in Fast Furious anymore. Um, but it makes for an uninteresting movie when you can't lose. Like, there's no possibility of losing. I mean, if, if, if Vin Diesel in Fast 10 does the Infinity War thing where he loses big, where he's basically dead and loses a fight to, I forgot who the... Not who's Batista? Who's in the the bad uh, guy? Next Momoa. Movie? Jason Momoa and Jason Momoa beats him like to submission, and they end part one of Fast Ten that way. And then he has to climb back out of the gutters, um, to to win in the end at the end of ten. I would be ecstatic for that, but I don't see it happening because he's just like The Rock. He's very machismo, and he's got to be the winner. Just it makes for a super uninteresting movie when stuff like that happens. Now you take somebody like Zachary Levi, who you know, had to learn, was basically in the gutter and got the, got his powers, had to figure out a way to get back. I'm um, still kind of lost there in the middle. I didn't take a big loss, but still kind of lost in the middle to turn around and have probably one of the greatest scene, one of the greatest superhero scenes in cinematic history, where him and um, doc, the Doctor were floating in <laughs> floating in the air. Wait, are you having bad a guys, bad guy monologue? Yeah, he's We're having a bad guy away. monologue. I don't have super there, hearing. <laughs> yeah, there's there's traffic and wind. He's like, I can't hear you. <laughs> um, I mean, it just makes for a way better movie when stuff like that happens. Um, As, so going into the going to blackout, knowing he's not going to lose at all, knowing that he's never going to get defeated, even at the end of the movie, he's not defeated. I mean, like, you're an anti-hero. You know, you got to take some losses. So, As far as uh, Vin Diesel, I'm I'm predicting if he's gonna die, that it's going to be a sacrifice play, you know. Yeah, and then he's he gonna can be, he's be gonna more on top. Yeah, it's gonna be like Iron Man's exit in Endgame. You yeah, know? Uh, and I would love that, but <sighs> I, there's also the third option of just be fucking Jason Statham. You know, you don't need to. You can not lose every fight, but you can also just decide to play with everybody like jason satham's just back here like all right y'all calling yourself candy ass and shit i'm gonna be in hobbs and show 
and I'm going to be in Fast 10, Part 1 and 2. And then I'm going to go back for Hobbs and Shaw 2 when you all figure out how much money we're going to make. <laughs> like, even yeah. that, I don't know. It It's weird because the first time I talked about this uh, in an early Movies or Dope podcast, I did it with a friend from California. And like when I said, I think Rock's, The Rock's fucking up, he was like, excuse you? And then I explained and he was like, all right, I see where you're coming from. Uh, and no one else was talking about it, but then uh, doing Uber and stuff, people would just... I'm going to be doing a video on my YouTube channel since it's been blowing up about how Dwayne Johnson earned Black Black Adam's bomb or whatever it is and just go through the movies and show how he he deliberately made people bored with the choices. I mean... I don't know. Yeah. I just... I don't know. I I hope that in one of these movies that they surprise us and we can all, you know, we can eat our words a little bit on this until that happens. So, I mean, it's been proven, it's been shown, it's been exposed in contracts. But just until that happens, just disappointing. And also, like, yes, he should start introducing that into his blockbusters, no doubt. But even if he didn't, if he started doing the Melissa McCarthy thing of doing these smaller character pieces where he's not going to make a lot of money or something, or even like, I don't know, just doing a fighting with my family, but having a more substantial role than a three minute cameo as yourself, where I think you insult Vin Diesel. Um, it would still work for me. It would, it would, it wouldn't be a perfect solution to the blockbuster films, but I would know that, okay, he's not, because as it is, my conclusion is, you just want the biggest paycheck, so you don't want to risk alienating any audience member. I mean, I, I was talking about this in the Discord with, with two people saying how trash Avatar is, because they wanted a more complex story that had more more to dig into than, this is a simple story and please stop killing the Earth. And then I was just like, yeah, but if you made it R-rated, you're cutting out an audience, and and ultimately, I don't mind if this has a simplistic story because it's a rich-ass motherfucker, the most powerful director by box office on the planet, actually doing something with his power that's good, so I'm not gonna sh- <laughs> I'm not gonna be like, how dare you say please let us survive for another thousand years. Don't kill us with climate change. Um, so that can be beneficial, but yeah, uh, yeah. It, I mean, I, I didn't read the. I didn't. I've uh, been on vacation, so I haven't got a chance to really go through Discord a whole lot. So I apologize, but like, um, I don't know. I I thought the movie was fairly rich, and we could do a podcast on this later, so we won't have to go too in depth. Or which movie? Um, sorry, Avatar. Oh, um, I don't think. It, yes, it wasn't super complex. It wasn't, but it was very deliberate in what it was doing. Um, you know, and I think that it shows, I think it's going to set up really well for the beginning, for the next, you know, umpteen movies. I think he said he's already got what six written or something like that. So, yeah, but I think by, this is going to do a five, really good they're job. They're going to earth. Yeah. Are they really? Yeah. They're, they're going to steal it. They're going to steal a spaceship and ride back. No. Um, how the producer <laughs> said it. Uh, well, I don't know how they're going to get there. But how the producer said it made me, I was like, well, that's not the way you tell people. 
But he, he said, uh, yeah, by five, like, they'll visit Earth and they'll realize that not all humans are bad. Which reminded me of the thing, uh, not all cops are bad. It's like, okay, well, we're, we're yeah, we, we know not every human's bad, but yeah, but it's, the, it's the, we're focusing on the assholes, the rich assholes who can go there. Uh, I just wanted to poke fun at the wording because I was like, because he literally said something like, not all pubids are whatever. Uh, but, but, but yeah. I think it was very visually stunning movie. No, I don't think there was a huge upgrade in quality compared to the first Avatar. Um, but I, I, I liked it. I liked the progression of the story. I liked that we yeah. got introduced to other uh, Navi and we're going to get introduced to Fire Navi next time because that's already been a big deal because um, they were announcing that as they were announcing the, the the second movie. Oh wait, seriously? Yeah, I mean all like all the interviews that James Cameron and everything are, have been talking about has been the next one, and it's been you know we're gonna deal with fire and stuff like that. I'm like, wait, why are you? The first one came out in theaters two days ago, and you're already talking about the next one. Like, no, 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 we need to make money on the second one first before we can talk about the third one. But yeah, so that's already a big deal. Yeah, apparently um, this one was the first half of the second movie, and they split the script up. But the the reason I was so surprised was because someone was like relating it to Avatar. Like I swear, if by the fourth one the Fire Nation, it's for suit. I think it was the creator, one of the creators of Avatar. They joked how back in the day, before the movie Avatar ever came out, they were gonna make the show be only called Avatar, which I actually think Avatar: The Last Airbender is a better title. Um, so they had to add that. The studio made them like call it the last airbender so they were joking that now it is called the way of water if the fire nation invades they're gonna sit yeah they're <laughs> they're they're a darker blue and they've got like ash and stuff underneath their eyes <laughs> there's already a couple screenshots because i guess they've already done some of the filming for it and stuff but yeah uh, they just have like avatar 2 was filmed a long time ago too and i forgot who it was but one of the actors thought the movie had bombed had already come out and it bombed and that's why he never heard anything about it yeah, they. Maybe I believe they filmed, they filmed. It. I believe they filmed at least five years ago. They've filmed all the way through, or nearly completely all the way through four, because oh, wow. they were concerned about the children aging. So they got like whatever four was, or or most of it. I don't know. Some part of four and three is completely filmed. And probably almost done because I think it's supposed to release next year or two years from now. I, uh, I think it's like the end of 2024. Okay. Um, but yeah, then, I, then, I don't think Avatar is the worst piece of shit on, but I understand the criticism that it's kind of like, it's like a children's book. It, it made is three it is, hours long and freaking gorgeous. It, it, the, I'm okay the story with that. is simplistic. Yeah. Um, at its core, but I mean, it's not bad by any means. I don't think it's, I don't, I mean, I would have no yeah. problem watching that movie a second time. Yeah. Uh, and if it's not to someone's liking, we got a shit ton of other stuff. <laughs> you know, go see oh, the 20... whale, go see the menu, go see Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. <laughs> I was, I was kind of looking ahead already at 2023 and all the stuff that's coming out in 2023. Holy crap. There's so many good things that look like they're going to come out in 2023 just big movies not even not even the smaller indie stuff the next um, mission but, impossible movie can't wait. um dune 2 i mean i can't wait for dune 2 that's fast 10 part 1 yes dune fast 2 10, part 10. 
part. <laughs> <laughs> is that intentional? What? You said fast 10 part 10. Part 10. Oh, I was <laughs> trying I to it. Google quick while. Or fast X, uh, qu- whatever. Quantumania. Um, I haven't watched that trailer. I don't want to. I'm, yeah, I'm avoiding fine. it. Just uh, Aquaman 2. Uh, the new Transformers movie, the new Indiana Jones movie, the new Creed movie, uh, new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, Galaxies 3, or Guardians 3, I'm sorry. Um, oh, yeah. Winnie the, Pooh, Winnie the Pooh finally came off of, um, there's public, there's now public domain, so there's now a horror um, Winnie the Pooh movie coming out. <laughs> That's been on home video for a long time. Everyone should just know. Uh, what? Winnie, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey is a low-budget, apparently crappy horror movie. It it looks fun, but apparently it's just, yes, they, as soon as the rights became public domain, they the distance between that happening and them shooting was the was a straight line, and it was short. So, just, just remember when it's coming out in theaters, you can buy it at home, if you, or rent it. Well, another scary thing, and that's, I don't want to say scary, it's exciting for us as consumers, scary for other people. Um, Steamboat Willie comes up this at the end of this year, January 1st, 2024. Steamboat Willie will be public domain, and that is the first orientation oh. of Mickey Mouse. So you I'll can believe use it the when ar- it happens. Every time oh. it's come up, the, law, the laws, the public domain laws have shifted yeah disney Um, lobbies hard for that shit but i mean the where we are right now and there's no you know nothing on the books as of yet or nothing that's been talked about as of yet i mean so they've got one year to get that done lobbied build passed and signed before 2024 all right so we're gonna start writing a script called blood boat willie yeah (laughs) um (laughs) water and it's the Fishes. mouse's house. <laughs> <laughs> this this mouse stays. <laughs> and just just take like um, Michael Myers and just take him out and just put in uh, a bad Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Come for Mickey Mouse, never leave. <laughs> um. Oh, a new Mad Max movie. Um. Oh yeah, the the prequel with Anna Taylor. Taylor Joy, who also I mentioned it previously, but the menu, excellent movie. It's on HBO Max. Also, I'm on the ad tier of HBO Max. I watched the menu and Black Adam yesterday, and I got no ads. So <laughs> they were just like, "All right, well, can, if somebody's gonna watch this. We're just gonna let them have that one." Shazam. Yeah, I just got I just got the year long subscription ahead of time because I'm like, I don't go here enough to justify paying the full $15 every month. But also, so I went down to the ad tier and prepaid and got that deal. But yeah, the ad, I don't know. Advertisers don't want to advertise on HBO Max or because Discovery's shitting the bed. Yeah, uh, John Wick 4. I'm still looking at all these lists and it's just, I, every time I scroll, it just gets better and better. Everyone but. should see The Whale. A new uh, Mansion movie? Oh, shit. Uh, we're going to cover the whale when Brad uh, can watch it in a For way free. that he can take a fucking break. 
yeah. <laughs> I, I watched the I don't I watched uh, two reviews on that movie, two spoiler free reviews. One that liked it, one that didn't, and they both kind of said the same things. I was like, "Ooh, I don't know if I could sit in a theater and watch that and not, you know, have have mentally check out of part of it um, because they touch on a lot of subjects that seem pretty pretty difficult." Um, yeah, if it, anyone wants an indicator of what the movie might evoke in you, but doesn't want any potential spoilers at all. Go to my, go to my Instagram movies are dope and just look for the whale. Like it might give you some guesses or insights at it, but that my reaction, uh, what I put down there, uh, is technically unrelated to the film, but it's what I wanted to share because of it. It's, it's, he- uh, I don't know. Should I say it's heavy? Cause I'm talking about myself, but it might be heavy. It's heavy topic. Uh, uh heavy topics. Oh no! I was talking about when I talked to in oh, the free, I'm, like three hundred yeah, words I'm talking or about so. The movie. Yeah, um, uh, but the the main woman in there, she's also in the menu, and she's in a, another movie coming out about artists that looks really great, and she is just, gosh, she's got to be my favorite actress right now because I didn't know who Hong Chao was before the menu. Uh, I saw Watchmen, the TV show, so never mind. I've seen her in stuff, but like she's, she's got two bangers out in quick succession and she's got a potential third banger coming out in movies. She is amazing. Um, so yeah, that's what I shout that yeah. out to, but, uh, oh, um, I, I know we'll do this on this podcast when this movie comes out, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. I have so I know- blissfully avoided every trailer though. So headlines have told me stuff. But yes, so. yes, we will. I don't know. So, yeah, Shazam and Black Adam. I oh, okay. So, so here's here's a question I'm going to ask you before we get into kind of the ratings that feels like we're kind of winding to this. Would you rewatch these movies in the future? Would you want to rewatch them? Would you rewatch them if you had nothing better to do? Would you rewatch them if they were on TV? Um, would you actively go to somebody's house that has never seen this movie and say, you know what, you should probably watch this movie? I would, I'm going to rewatch Zam 1 eventually. It's just a fun enough movie that, yeah, that'll happen. I, especially this time. All right. So I actually liked Black Adam more than I did with this last watch. Which doesn't, no one will believe me because I've only been shitting on it since I saw it, <laughs> uh, and that's fair because I, you know, my grade was a uh, was a negative the whole time. But this last time, the benefit that the music gave really didn't work this time. Like if you rewatch it, actually, I would say this: fine. I think it's thirty minutes in, but find where Black Adam first comes out and mute it and just watch it. And without the da na 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 na, which is a song that you know it pulls me up, or the score before when he's like slaughtering everybody, it just actually this was a lot with Van Helsing, a movie I do like. The travel sequences in Van Helsing are like big, boring, wide shots with 
good music. And I didn't realize until the last time I watched it how uh, boring those parts were. And I think it, it, uh, that applies to Black Adam. It's gorgeous. It, they, they definitely put the money into the VFX department, the color grading, the whatnot. But man, that music did the movie a lot of favors. And no, I, unless, I don't know, I have a friend wants to laugh at it and hate watch it or for some reason an audience what I mean I guess I'll have to watch it again for my Dwayne Johnson earned uh, Black Adam's box office video whatever but outside of doing it for work or because a friend is really convincing that they want to hey watch it and they've bought the beer um <laughs> uh no because I know, I know it's unhealthy and it's dramatic, but it's just depressing to see someone flush talent from money. Yeah, like, and, not, and I and, can't, I can't say I wouldn't be better, or I, I can't say that I would be better. No, know what I would be like if I'm being offered ten, twenty million dollars up front and box office on the end. I'd probably get very safe. But hopefully a friend would be like, remember that blind spotting is your favorite movie? And I'd be like, oh shit, where's David and Rafa? He needs <laughs> to write this. I need talented people who push the boundaries and, and don't play uh, don't play clean with their material. Don't there are they're not squeaky clean and everything. I need I need some reality, some grit, some you know, otherwise, what am I gonna be proud of? In terms of my work, I'm, I'm not never going to be proud of my bank account. I mean, I'm not proud of it now because it's very low. <laughs> the Patreon exists. <laughs> <laughs> I never mentioned this. <laughs> but I'm, if I have ten million dollars in my bank account just sitting there, I'm going to be wondering what I can do with it. What films my friends can do? What studio we can do? What podcast? What you know, I'm not gonna be like, yeah, I've all, done all of a sudden you're gonna twenty you're films. Gonna snap your fingers and you're gonna disappear. <laughs> but no, but like truly, he's what? If every film he made ten million dollars that he headlined, he's got what? At least a hundred million dollars. That's a nice nest egg. And I don't believe he only gets paid ten million dollars. That's a nice uh, yeah. nest egg. But like, what the fuck are you doing with it? Like. I, I appreciate him putting money in when Mr. Beast did rock, paper, scissors. That was nice. That's good. Yeah. He's uh, worth 800 million. 800 so million. His net worth. So obviously liquid cash, he probably has, I bet you he probably has a hundred million liquid cash. Yeah. If I find out tomorrow that his goal has always been take all, a lot of the money that he makes, like a, a majority and put it into, uh, conservation efforts or bring it to Samoa or build up underserved communities, I'm going to shut my fucking mouth. I'm going to be like, okay, make your milk toast as much as you want. I will use my AMC A-list to check it out. Might sneak over to see the whale again. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm giving the whale my money <laughs> or my AMC A-list. But like, then I'll just shut my damn mouth because he's doing it for something that has a tangible effect. I may be bored watching the movie, but I'm not heartless. 
you know, I just, it just feels like he's not doing it for anything personally fulfilling. Yeah. So would your opinions change? Um, so obviously let's say movie wise, let's say we don't know anything about the rocks personal life and what he's doing with his money, what he doesn't do with his money. Would you, would it be better if Dwayne came out and said, you know, I'm going to do this movie. Um, but it's a passion project and it's something he's actually passionate about. Oh. Not, not black Adam where he was fake passionate about it, or he probably was, but played it super duper, super safe. But if he came out and p- did a passion project and it came off like blind spotting, or he came up with an issue of, you know, whatever yeah. his issue personal to him is, um, you know, saving, saving his Island, something like that, like a true passion project. Would, would you, would would that bring a better light to him in your mind, or would he just kind of be like, "Well, he's just doing it for the money. Who cares?" Hundred percent. Well, I mean, who cares? At that point, who cares? Hundred percent. I am not like the critical th- drinker. I am not dead set on shitting on everything forever, no matter the fact. You know, like crit- the critical drinkers channel. As far as I see, is what can I shit on today? Because and call it woke and SJW bullshits and blah blah blah. No, the second. Even if he's getting 100% of the profits because he funds it 100% himself, I don't care if if he doesn't look squeaky clean and it's a passion project, that'll be great. You know what? After all this talk, I kind of want to watch Pain and Gain, which I think is Michael Bay's worst movie. Like, I... And that's purely just because I remember how many goddamn uh, annoying voiceovers there were. I was like, stop. I hate this. I want to watch it again because I don't know what that process was. I'm I'm assuming going back, it's not going to feel like the squeaky clean Dwayne Johnson persona. And that'll be so refreshing. It still kind of is. Um, I remember that movie somewhat. Um, he was out of the group. Um, him, Marky Mark, and I forgot what the other guy's name is off the top of my head. Anthony Mackey. Anthony Mackey. Um, he if was he, the... If he, if he did one scene where he said his dick was small because of too many steroids, I'd be like, all right, I'm off the hate train. <laughs> because yeah. Anthony Mackey did that. <laughs> like, I would be like, oh, nope. All right. His ego took a back seat. <laughs> yeah, no, but The Rock was the one who was the religious one who wanted to let the guy go, felt super, super bad about kidnapping him, um, the gym owner or whatever. So he was he was the one that felt bad. So he was the one, you know, Marky Mark was the, the main guy, and then um, Anthony Mackey was the muscle, and then The Rock was kind of the one who didn't want to go along with it and was having hard feelings about it. So he was tr- still trying to stay squeaky clean in that movie. Okay, I'll, I guess I'll have to watch it to really try to give it a fair... I might yeah. not. But yeah, the second, like... I'm doing a spirited video this sh- that should be coming out the Monday after this comes out. Uh, and, like, the whole reason that movie resonated with me is because both lead characters were douchebags like total pieces of shit and they found <laughs> redemption in their own way. But really, you know, yeah, like good, the good whole, afternoon. Yeah, but I mean, like truly that resonated with me because they had a journey and when's the last time we had a Dwayne Johnson movie where his character took any type of journey as in he's a different person by the end of it. 
and not artificially. Like Red Notice, the whole time he was, uh, he was, there's so many fucking twists to make them all look good, except for Ryan Reynolds. Um, because Ryan Reynolds doesn't give a shit if he looks bad <laughs> and that's working for him. It's healthy. Dwayne, learn from your co-host. Um, <laughs> but you know, th- there were so many twists that you found out the whole time Dwayne Johnson, like, decided to get himself arrested like that's how g that's how much of a g he was it's just like you can always end up being that squeaky clean image by the end and that's the image people walk out of theater with but just start start a little dirty you know yeah yeah and it's i mean you know what I'm trying to go through his movies, trying to scrub through his movies real quick, and I cannot find one where he r- truly takes like a real journey for Just, his for him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that there's a journey per se, but definitely check out Faster. You know, this is all parasocial fer- uh, frustration for me. I'm being being totally honest about that. Um, but part of the reason is because there was such promise at the beginning, L- like. It's more frustrating because I saw the potential that was there and then it was squandered. Like my daughter now is 11. She's amazing. If she turns into the biggest piece of shit in the world as an adult, that will hurt more because I knew she was amazing when she was younger. She was she had an open heart. She pushed back and challenged me on things. She she didn't just blindly listen to me. She, she's made her own thoughts. She's made me grow because of that. And she, she is, I've literally had a teacher when she was like eight, come up to me and like compliment how kind she is to other students. If she sees someone that's having a bad time, who she normally doesn't hang out with every day, she'll go over and check out on them. I didn't teach her that. Or maybe I did. I don't know. She's better than me. That That's all I'm trying to say. If she turns into a massive piece of shit, I'll always remember how she's better than me at 11 and then she had that huge fall that it would be squandered that's why it it's totally parasocial i need to get over it i need to leave him to do his own shit and just maybe check out of watching any of his movies because they're disappointing but it's you know it it's like imagine if robin williams decided to only do Disney animated films because they gave him the big bucks. We'd end up with the genie, but if he did every single one, we'd end up with some stinkers. It wouldn't be, that wouldn't be Robin Williams. He wouldn't have the textured career that we look back on. Even movies that apparently are bad, but I haven't seen them since a child, but I had liked them like Flubber, <laughs> you know, Flubber, Jack, he, his comedy where he talks about his demons and that, Robin Williams wouldn't be the Robin Williams we know, remember, and who had hurt to lose. And it's small, but I like any time I see like Dwayne Johnson being having his daughters put makeup on him because I'm like, all right, that's coloring a little out of the lines in terms of a traditional male Hollywood star. But yeah, it's unhealthy of me to have this. <laughs> disappointment because it is parasocial but it's also like 
I hope it's coming from a place of not love. What do you say? Like, I, I hope it's coming from a tough love kind of place where I don't want to, I don't want to get him fired. Like everyone wanted James Gunn to be fired. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't want him to stop working. I just want to know that he's doing stuff because he cares. And if not, then I'll, I'll waste my time, quote unquote, with projects where you can feel that they care because we've got enough blockbusters. And this is from someone who has all the phases. I'm a total simp for blockbuster movies. You know? <laughs> got enough. Enough of them that you can feel that they put their sweat, blood, and tears into. Yeah. Like the whale. He's going to be a great politician because he already does all the bullshit that politicians do. And yes, the whale. Um, God, I hope he doesn't become president. Only because I know that there's a possibility, as as small a possibility as it may be, that he'll tell uh, Kim Jong-un that he's a candy ass. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um. So let, let's break this movie down, right? Shazam. What do you give it? What's what's your dopamineer? You go uh, first, because I, I gotta remind myself. Uh, I I already had to look it up earlier, so I had it sitting up by my side. So um, I'm gonna give Shazam a joint, um, which is the middle of the road. Um, it's a fine movie, not amazing, not bad. It's good. I it's solid. I'll pro. Uh, rewatchability uh, for me is probably up there. I'll probably watch it, you know, every so often, not super often, but I would say it's funny enough. I think it'll last. I'll probably watch it again before the second movie comes out because I'll want to see the second movie. Um, I'll, you know, I'll probably watch it again. I, that's a good rating. I'm going to take a page from that and say edibly joint because the visuals have room for improvement. It's not firing on all cylinders because of the visuals and because of the uh, character inconsistency with Billy Batson. But hopefully that's all, you know, uh, this is a director who I hope would, or that I can believe would learn from those criticisms and improve it in the sequel. So who knows, maybe uh, the next one will be an edible or even a mushroom. Um, yeah, edibly joined for me. It, it's okay. enjoy- I I would rather have a good story than good visuals and absolutely absolutely yeah. I'm I mean and I come from a world where I played a lot of like growing up a lot of uh, Japanese RPGs that have really good stories a lot of times the visuals weren't there like the, all the blockbuster games um, growing up you know Ratchet and Clank stuff like that where they had more visuals but almost no story. I grew up wanting that story. So, I mean, I grew up on like Final Fantasy and Star Ocean and stuff like that where they spend so much time working on a story that it's almost like you forgot that the visuals are even there. You didn't care that you were you're running around in 2D sprites versus 3D animation. Dude, Pokemon on the Game Boy? Ooh! I don't even want to play a Pokemon game with good visuals. I know I'm weird. (laughs) <laughs> Which is funny because the latest one that came out, uh, Scarlet and Violet, has probably the best story out of all of them. I haven't played all of them, but I've played quite a few of them, and the, the storyline's really good. And, you know, one, it breaks up into three parts, and one of the storylines um, make it tear up a little bit. 
What so. what uh, console can you play that on? Switch. Okay. My daughter has a Switch Lite, so maybe I actually yeah, can yeah, play that, that for And then play it in front of her. <laughs> teaser. Uh, all right. What is your, what's your ranking for Black Adam? Um, and I don't know if I can do this, but we're going to do it anyway. I'm moving with a Molly Skunky. Um, yeah, yeah. wild card movie that was fun to watch. Uh, was it a good movie? Hell no. Being Molly Skunky. It's a movie. Are those 90 minutes better spent elsewhere? Probably. And this movie was what, two ish hours, two and a half hours? Probably better spent somewhere else. Was it fun to watch the first time if you turn off your mind? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Watching planes get smashed out of the sky and, um, I know they caught that. (laughs) That was in the trailer. Uh, lightning when he, uh, right? Yeah. To TLTR this, I I said it in some Bond podcast, probably, or in another episode of this, but if you haven't heard that. So, Back in, I, I love this so much because back when Iron Man 1 was coming out, you've already heard this, Brian, I'll speed run it. Uh, there was a <laughs> rumor that the the jet sequence with Iron Man was completely faked for the trailer. It looks gorgeous. And John Favreau came out and said, yeah, I didn't spend a year and a half working on this sequence to cut it for, just to make it for the trailer. It's in the movie. And then this, what, 15 years later? Literally? Uh, almost, almost 15 years later because that was 2008. They have a plane sequence with two jets and he smashes one and it's not in the film. I just love that. It's a it's a nerdy connection that makes that tickles me. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah. So but, I mean it, it, yeah. it's still I would still you turn off your brain. Um, you know, The Rock's gonna do the rock things, Dwayne's gonna do the Dwayne things. Um is it fun <laughs> to watch? Yeah. It's it's still it's still fun. Turn off your brain, don't think too hard. You know, sit back, and it's fine. But I mean, is it a good movie? No. Is it going to hook anybody in on the story? Probably not. You probably went to see the movie like everybody else because the The Rock was in it. It was the next superhero movie. It was advertised like nobody's business, and you probably had to go see it so you didn't feel like you left. You got left out. Oh God, I just thought about the advertising. Normally, normally advertising is double the budget. So even if they just add 190 million, not 260 million, like the full budget, that means that the whole budget minimum was 450 million dollars. Where Shazam, at most, would have been like 100 or 200 million dollars with advertising. Yeah, damn. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they could thank The Rock for doing a lot of their advertising, but there was still commercials. I mean, it was still. I would blame The Rock for his advertising because I'm not even kidding. This isn't even me. Watching other YouTubers' reviews, they made fun of the fact that he wouldn't stop comparing Black Adam to Superman. Like, please stop talking about how strong he is. My God, I don't care. Um, All right, so my ranking would have been exactly the same as yours if you asked me after a first watch. Like... I see there's flaws. I see the math that I explained earlier. But I don't think you should really waste your time, but you'll enjoy it. But now after seeing it three or four times, I don't want to say poison, because it's not. But skunky, I don't... I can't recommend it to anybody. I, even... Yeah, 
I thought Hobbs and Shaw was funny on a first watch, and that one grew old, and this grew old for me a lot faster. And, like, my buddy Richard, who loves the Fast and Furious movies, loves cars and shit, he saw it on a first watch, Hobbs and Shaw was like, that is a piece of shit. Like, he <laughs> hated it more than I did. I, I, I think that's an accurate summary of his reaction. Like, he disliked it more than I did uh, on my second watch. This is... No. Yeah. Don't... Just watch Kazam Fear of the Gods. And... Oh, that would be hilarious if they recast Black Adam for three. Oh, that would chap his ass. (laughs) Oh, but you were dead on with saying that Dwayne Johnson never cared. I mean, someone... Bless their heart. Uh, I don't mean that in the Southern way, bless your heart, but <laughs> bless their heart. But I was like, yeah, Dwayne Johnson always struck me as not really caring anything. And they responded I was like, no, he's been wanting to do this for 15 years. And I, I used Google. I, I was a master. It was like, I was working for game theory or film theory, or food theory. I went back, found the articles, found when his first time he ever mentioned, it. he's like, yeah, someone told me about, uh, what? Black Atom, like an yeah, atom. Yeah, A-T-O-M. Yeah, he said, someone mentioned Black Atom, and I had to look it up, and I found out it was actually Black Adam. Huh, this is an interesting character. I'm going to try to do this. Uh, and then, like, five, six years later, he's like, yeah, right now we're deciding, it was a question of whether he'd play Shazam or Black Adam. He's like, we're still deciding whether it'd be Black Adam. We're not sure yet. And I was like, wait, that was the first time that I was like, you don't care. Okay. And then I think right before that or he, after I, that. I think he wanted a I think he wanted a superhero movie. And I think he just couldn't figure out which one he wanted. Yeah. And but I his, think he wanted to be elicited as, you know, one of the superheroes that everybody remembers. He almost did Lobo, which would have blown me away if he actually did Lobo how Lobo is supposed to be, from the little I know of him. Like, if he does Lobo tomorrow, I'm like, okay, he's doing his Deadpool. Return to the page. Um, but I, but either before or after he said he didn't know if it was going to be Shazam or Black Adam, he was talking about it, he will be more powerful than Superman. We want to find someone as powerful or more powerful. And I was like, but you don't Batman care. isn't more powerful, but he's a more interesting character. Why is the strength and the, the strength issue comment and the i don't know if it's shazam or black adam were the first things that ever made me think oh he doesn't care um he just wants his name on a superhero he hasn't done one yet he needed to check that off his box and and i think his first post about this movie he on instagram he described black adam as a superhero and i remember uh someone on facebook sharing that and be like black adam is an anti-hero he doesn't even know that black adam is isn't a superhero. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, it's skunky. Uh, it's, I don't know. Yeah, dis- disappointing. Could have been, it could have been really cool. It could have been awesome. Unfortunately, um, the Rock's um, contracts won't allow it to be awesome. Very cookie cutter. Very safe. No, the, no, no real excitement. 
And the thing is, you can still do like PG-13 brutal. I already talked about Megan, but even, uh, and this isn't a great film, but I've, I think it's top half of this filmmaker's filmography. M. Night Shyamalan was talking about The Happening. And there is a shot where they, someone gets shot with a shotgun and we see explicitly the brain blow out. And it's an R-rated film, but he was like, he was talking about how sometimes it's actually better to cut away, even though we're R-rated and we can show his whole brain exploding, it was more effective to cut away and not show that so that it got in people's heads and they had to imagine it. And then it stuck with them. It's like, you could have made Black Adam brutal and horrifying and scary and not made it R-rated. And... Uh But instead, we get the those wide shot moments of him like throwing someone off like, into the distance, <laughs> like it's either a Frozen a movie, yeah, or Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two when uh, Rocket is making the the Ravagers <laughs> fly into the above the trees. That's very comical. It's goofy. I, we, I, I think like Looney Tunes, they throw yeah. them off in the distance and like they land on a different planet. Like, yeah, it's just comical. I, it's why did you do, I mean there was more I joked about this separately with you and this is where I'll wrap my thoughts up there was more brutality when Superman and Man of Steel took Zod and went punching him into the fields of grass and said you threatened my mother than there was at any moment in this film and I'm being completely serious I'm being a little tugging cheek but I'm being completely serious if Dwayne Johnson wants to play Superman I'll, I will support him, even if he changed nothing about his strategy, at least he'll be playing the character. And I'm down for a Dwayne Johnson Superman. He already did Crypto. Actually, that was a solid film. That, that I'm sure it abided by all his rules, but that was an enjoyable film that I didn't mind watching, and I'll gladly rewatch it. But, like, just fucking let him play Superman. I don't know. Give him a what if. I'll be there for a Dwayne Johnson Superman movie. I will not be in the theater for a Black Adam 2. Unless people really make a big deal about it. It's like, holy shit. Okay. Like if James Gunn writes Black Adam 2. Or has a co-writing. I, I will trust it enough to try it. Better. Yeah. Um, I know we kind of talked about this a little bit before. Um, I think Shazam you can leave in um, in the reboot because it doesn't oh, yeah. touch anything else. Um, as of right now, I guess it doesn't touch anything else. Yeah, they mentioned Superman and uh, Batman, and they even have a headless Cavill Superman. But I mean, the X Men films have retconned more with no excuse outside of Days of Future Past. So, whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, we can leave that in the reboot. I mean, there's still some notable absences that have not made any kind of comment whether or not they're part of it or not. I know um, Henry Cavill and what's his name? Batman. Uh, um, ben Affleck has been talking ben, about writing and directing something with James Gunn in this new DC, so we don't actually know. Uh, although he was done, he said he was done previously, but he's going to be in the Flashpoint movie. So... Yeah, but he was still, pro- I know they're not going to fulfill his contract. He was promised like two more movies and he was able to produce one or direct one or something like that. So um, there was 
a possibility of those two getting together and suing them for damages. Wait, um, what? Wait, what? Who? Who's suing who? What? Um, Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck suing DC. I didn't even hear for, that for rumor. Damaging the... their, for hurting their career, damaging career, not fulfilling their contracts because they were promised certain things in their contract and got canceled. And they were they said, you know, Henry Cavill famously left The Witcher to do the next Superman because they talked him back and then immediately got cut. <laughs> he, okay, he did. I mean, he they might have influenced his decision, but he, I, w- I just want to put this out there. There was also an interview where he was talking about he got injured on the latest season of The Witcher and in his downtime, he realized he's not taking, he's not prioritizing his mental health. So he needed to step away. So I don't know that his return as Superman wasn't a factor in that decision, but there were also other factors. And I'm I'm going to choose to give him the grace to just trust his words about leaving The Witcher and be happy for him prioritizing his mental health. Uh, I think he does have more grounds for a potential lawsuit since they made him announce it and then pull it back. Ben Affleck, I don't understand because every single film, like Inception, everyone in that film is signed on for sequels. They are. They signed they signed that contract. Christopher Nolan knew he never wanted to make a sequel, but they're technically signed on, so it would seem kind yeah, but of, none of weird. None of them to have me. come out. They were ne- none of them were forced to come out or were you know, cut from that cast to recast any of them yet. It's just always in production or in pre-production. It'll just never get made. Yeah, um, but Ben Affleck also, like, left his own Batman film. He had a full script and could have made his The Batman, but he also prioritizes mental health because a friend of his said, uh, if you make this movie, I think you're going to drink yourself to death. So... I don't know. They're, I don't know. Th- yeah, that, also, that would be a huge shock. He was also promised shock. to direct uh, direct one of the Batman films. So, well, I mean, but that was th- that was the film he walked away from. You know. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, well, the we'll, Henry Cavill we'll, one makes sense, but also that'd just be a weird precedent for me to say. Everyone who's forced basically to sign multi-picture deals, uh, like Marvel does will be allowed to sue if they don't get to do it. Like, I don't want an Eternals 2, but I also don't want all the cast of Eternals 1 to be able to sue Marvel. I mean, who gives a shit, because Marvel Disney is fucking stuck. <laughs> but, you know, if if they set the precedent in Disney, then you set the precedent everywhere. Yeah. That's not a precedent I feel comfortable with. Yeah. So, I mean, but it's, I know they were in discussions um, uh, pretty publicly um, with, with the possibility of suing. Oh, okay. Uh, can you share the link with me and I'll put the link in the description so people can check it out because I don't. And I might read, but, I might uh, alter my opinion on it once I hear their thoughts on it. Uh, Al Gadot has yet to announce anything um, whether or not she's coming back Um, but uh, who else there's um, Peacemaker hasn't said anything 
that's one of James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. They haven't said anything. Yeah, I think they're gr- they've been greenlit for season two. Like that's just been exp- and James Gunn was talking about writing another DC TV project, but that was all before the announcements. And honestly, like I would be frustrated if James Gunn felt that it would only be fair if he cut one of his projects because Peacemaker is so good. Like, don't. I hope he doesn't feel that pressure. He- I'm just going to trust that he's not that foolish. But if he cuts it of his own free will because of creative reasons for a future project, I'm going to be like, fuck, I don't like that, but we'll see. I know Margot Robbie's not getting recast, so since she was part of the Suicide Squad, that gives me hope. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they're still going to do, I think, two more of the Batman movies or one more of the Batman movie. Yeah, Matt Reeves said before the first The Batman came out that he had an idea for a trilogy, and then since then he considered doing the uh, James Gordon TV show spinoff, started developing it, decided to cancel it, and has been developing, I think, a spinoff for either a mob family or the Penguin. And he, just today I saw an article where he said he's meeting up with James Gunn just to be friendly like James Gunn's got his DC universe and Matt Reeves is doing his bat verse as he he literally described it that way so yeah that's one I really hope that the trilogy at least gets completed but yeah I'm I'm excited to see what's happening because I mean Matt Reeves before the Batman even started filming said I always need to be willing to walk away at the drop of a hat if it's clear that the people I'm working with don't get the vision because otherwise why would I waste three years of my life doing something that I know is going to be unsatisfactory to me which when I heard that I was like holy shit (laughs) I don't know why I did a lucky charms voice holy shit (laughs) me lucky charms um but I was like, holy shit, I wouldn't walk away from a Batman film even if there wasn't going to be what I wanted, but oh, no, I, res- I respect it. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited, but yeah, other than that, all I can say is just watch Shazam, watch The Whale, watch Spirited, and my video. On the- but, and then if you've got nothing better to do um, the weekend before um, Valentine's Day, go watch uh, Magic Mike The Last Dance. You know, whatever. Whatever floats your boat. Nobody's... I need to see Magic Mike XXL because Steven Soderbergh did not direct that one, but he stayed on a cinematographer, so I was like, this sounds fun. People are saying this, and that's great. So, oh, I'll check it eventually. Still haven't. But Steven Soderbergh is coming back as director for Magic Mike's Last Dance. Salma Hayek looks amazing in it. I'm not saying, like, all those articles of Selma High stuns with bikini photo, blah, blah. I fucking hate those. In my <laughs> I don't know how to get rid of just those types of articles from my Google feed because it gives me a choice to, like, not see anything from this news source again or not see anything about, who knows, Selma Hayek. Uh, but it doesn't give me a choice what, of, wait, I don't if... want to ogle people. Stop trying to trick me into ogling people. Thank you and goodbye. But, uh, except, you know, with Channing Tatum, of course. <laughs> um, no, I'm I'm excited for Magic Mike's Last Dance. But yeah. It's just... I don't know. Squandered. 
Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I, I'm cautiously optimistic that everything will work out the way it's supposed to, but. And also, uh, like, even if Black Adam got successful, we got a Black Adam 2. In what world could you see a series of events that Black Adam, like something Black Adam could do, this character version that we've got now? Something he would do where Superman would actually agree to come and try to kick his ass. I don't think there's anything that this Black Adam is capable of doing horrible enough that Superman would actually consent to beating him into the dirt or trying to. And then, it's just my theory, but I'm convinced he just wants to cuck Superman. Like, he wants to kill Superman in Black Adam too. <laughs> I'm not... Uh, yeah, no, I know. I, oh, okay. I, 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 I understand, <laughs> but I just I'm laughing because, like, one never going to happen to his ego has pushed himself that far that he's got to do that. Otherwise he's not going to participate. That's, that's what it comes down to. It's like his ego will not allow him to participate in a movie and a second movie. If he doesn't get to beat Superman, that's why he pushed so hard instead of, instead of fighting Shazam first and then making Superman intervene or something and then fighting Superman because he intervened, which would make sense. No, skip dodge that skip right to superman and i've got to beat superman first movie black adam 2 i've got to win that was another part of the math equation that i didn't see is courting the snyder fans which it's a smart business move because you you give them one compliment and they will die (laughs) on twitter like the amount of people who want to drink james gunn's blood because he he uh, did not bring back Henry Cavill Superman is alarming. Um, so that was that was a smart decision on Dwayne Johnson's part. But yeah, I don't know. I'm tired of talking about Black Adam. Yeah. Um. Well, this movie may have been a joint. Should, I guess let's for Shazam oh, <laughs> or a. Inedibly joint for Shazam. Or a Molly Skunky, Skunky Molly for Black Adam. Skunky for me. (laughs) For Black Adam. Either way, movies are dope because movies movies are are dope. dope. I don't know if if it was intentional, but I appreciate you not saying these. (laughs) I had to break out the cobwebs. It's been a couple weeks. (laughs) Shazam is dope. Yeah. I just like Adam. Not as dope. Yeah. I mean, again, if you watch it once, just don't watch it again. Like keep that memory. Keep that whatever it can. Your memory can only be worsened with rewatches. I don't know. 